<laughs> I didn't come here looking for trouble. I just came to do the Red Dwarf Shuffle. He's smart. <laughs> He's smart. So, what is it? So, what is it? So, what is it? The Red Wolf Podcast! Welcome, everyone, to Series 3 of so what is it well is it series three so what's it it's series three of red dwarf anyway uh, whether this is a series of the podcast i don't know um welcome anyway um <laughs> say hello everyone hello everyone hola hello everyone so there are all the other people that are usually here so it's me matthew matt matty and uh, dan so uh, <laughs> i said that a little bit um, <laughs> i didn't mean to make it sound so bad we love having you here dan it's like you know I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just too excited to talk about this episode, I think. Um, yeah. Oh, there's stuff to talk about. I, you know what? I'm not going to say anything. I just want to go straight to Matty, to be honest with you, because <laughs> because I've been looking forward to getting to this series, this episode, knowing that stuff was coming. Mm-hmm. Matty, what have you got to say? This episode started and I immediately stopped and went, I'm obviously on the wrong series or the <laughs> wrong show. Or something like that, and then I, and then I stopped it, closed Netflix, went on to Sky to play the same episode. It was still the same. Went on to IMDb to check it. I little quadruple checked to make sure I was watching the same show. This almost was like a whole other show. It was <laughs> so. I mean, what? Well, I don't know. I'm sure there's so many things we're going to mention, but straight away, I'm going to say straight away, Holly. Mm-hmm. Holly was the other Holly. Who was still Holly? The theme was completely different. The set was different. The characters, some have been dialed up and some have been dialed down. It's like someone has taken the show and said, right, let's just start from the beginning again. But it was great. I loved it. Don't worry, this was a really good episode and it still very much encompassed Red Dwarf, but it was like an alternate dimension Red Dwarf. It's interesting what you say about the characters. I, I I think, as a quick note, is I'm not sure this is totally representative of how the show is going to be exactly. I mean, that's one of my points for this episode is, is it doing all the stuff? It's, it's a strange start. Dan, what do you reckon, having seen it a fair few times before? I, I think this is a slight anomaly, personally. I think so. I think so, because, uh, don't get me wrong, it was Red Dwarf, it was Red Dwarf done well, and I enjoyed it, but I was looking forward to this episode so much, because it was, you know, the mythical season three, when they hit their stride, and, and, and it's going to be amazing, you've just got to just gotta wait for season three. I'm not going to say it left me cold, but it left me wanting more. I enjoyed it, but I thought there were, you know, there were some really nice bits. I liked where the characters are going i like that we saw more of people but yeah i thought it was it was absent many zingers and um yeah i'm i was looking i am looking forward to you guys convincing me uh that this was um this was better than my instinct when i first when i first it's funny you should say that i mean i've I've watched this many times before which is a slight problem 
because there's no surprises in it for me. I actually almost, I watched it twice, um, once just to watch it with Becky. Mm. She really enjoyed it, by the way. Um, and then once again, to, to make some notes. I've, I've decided to do it that way around now. to make. And, and I was getting a lot out of it, making notes, sort of noting down all the cool things that in it. But Matt, it had, is this one you'd seen before? Do you remember this one? No, I hadn't seen this one before, but certainly when it started, those are the, the titles that I remember. And, and obviously I knew that Hattie Hayridge was also going to be playing Holly. So that wasn't a massive surprise. And I know I kind of alluded to, oh, there's the actress. I alluded to it last week, but didn't actually say because I didn't mm. want to spoil it for Matty. But um, I did actually do a little bit of Anaraki research. And apparently, at this point, the production moved from Manchester to London. And That's right, yeah. Norman Lovett actually didn't want to move to London. He actually moved to, I think, to Edinburgh or Aberdeen. I think he lives in Scotland and it's yeah, like, yeah. I'm not coming down for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he'd, he'd not long moved to where it is in Scotland. And he, it, so I think quite amicably he said, I don't really think it's it's um, going to be something that I can do. So, um, obviously, Hattie Hayridge then I mean, it, it, so it is, in one way, a really tragic loss for mm-hmm. the series to, to lose that holly. Oh, yeah. I mean, this episode, I mean, again, another note I've got here is is really not showcasing holly at all, no. is it, really? Um, so I, I, there's not much to say, really, about holly, I don't think. We could say whether we liked her, I suppose, but there's not much to go on. But ultimately, it is a loss to lose uh, Norman Lovett because yeah. he's so good and we talked about him so much. That's not to say we won't talk about the new Holly in in the same way, but it's obviously a difference. So, Matty, how did, let's go there, shall we? I mean, we have, we've not touched on all the points you mentioned yet, but how did you find the new Holly from the brief amount we had? Um, obviously, the first thing was I was just very confused. I thought... You didn't read the title scroll? You didn't read all the information? Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, I read that and it was going <laughs> a million miles an hour. I have I, got it here to read to you if you want it in a minute. I'm, I'm, sure, I, I'm really not surprised <laughs> well, actually, that you do. Yeah, do, do, because I... I I, well, don't I, say that. I tried, no, I tried to read it and I just thought, oh, sod it. Well, I've got this thing they call the internet, so it's, it's made it quite easy. <laughs> <As> <laughs> lo- I will say... Although, that- back in the day, I have to say, back in the day, when I had it on VHS after I recorded off the telly, I did do a frame-by-frame reading of it when I was about... <laughs> of course you, know. you did. Of course you did. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're not surprised. <laughs> but, no but. shocked faces here. Anyway, back to Matty and, and Holly. So, not Hilly, uh, Holly. Yeah, so the first thing was, I thought, because it was, was it a Blue Midget is the other... So I thought that it was the Blue Midget's version of Holly. Um, I thought nice. it had its own Holly, and that was what I thought, because I thought, surely they haven't just changed the the gender of the character, and then just said... Of course, they weren't in Blue Midget at this point, though. Yes, they were in, what's it called? Uh, <laughs> they were in Starbug. But Starbug. Starbug 2. Yes, I just thought <laughs> the ship had its own Holly, but I was... Obviously wrong. Yeah, I found it quite funny that they changed the gender of Holly without making any announcement. I would have thought that they kept maybe a different actor, but then just tried to make him imitate Holly. But the fact that they changed the gender of the character without saying anything about it. I found that quite interesting. I did like the new Holly. We'll say I do like her. Yeah, I mean, I know what you're saying. For continuity purposes, if it had been alluded to, fair enough. But I actually kind of like the fact that the viewer is being credited with a modicum of intelligence to realise that this is Holly, and uh, it's a obviously different Holly. Just like the Crichton that's there is t- is different from 
the Crichton that was in the first episode of, of series two because oh. he's um, American rather than being rather than British. And I'm trying to remember what I felt at the time, to be honest, having watched some of series two. I, I don't remember being too perturbed by it. Maybe that's because I slowed down the uh, thing and just accepted it. And I and I hadn't seen Crichton, if you remember. That's one I'd missed. So yeah. I didn't have that problem personally. I'm not. I don't know how much the general audience would have held on to the old Crichton. No, no, you're right because it was because it was only in one episode and then not actually referred to again until now. And mm. and as I said, for me, it was such a shock watching that first episode of series two because I'd never seen that either. Obviously, it was he's different from what we now know. From the first episode of series two, but um, yeah, it's almost weird the other way around this time. Yes, it is. I've, I've done it how many times I've watched through the stuff over the years, but it almost felt a, a bit more of a wrench this time because we've done a deep dive on everything. However, there's not been too much about Red Dwarf till now, which has really, really, really dated it. I know there was that clip of the disco where they were playing 80s music and there were people wearing some serious 80s fashions, but this time. It was really, really dated when they went back to Backwards Earth. Yeah. And it was the, the street scene with the cars. Yeah, the cars. Yeah. The cars. And someone, what did I write down? Uh, someone carrying, and I saw someone with an Owl Price bag. And I was like, oh, bless Owl Price. <laughs> um, I, I used to love Owl Price. And um, yeah, lots of hideous late 80s fashions, like, lots of very drab buildings. But say, shouldn't that, isn't that how it's supposed to be though? Because they say in it, don't they say, oh, it's it's nineteen ninety three. They so, do say it's nineteen ninety. I mean, obviously, it was filmed in eighty nine. Yeah. As well, so that, that even yeah. then they're going back to the future. But I mean, that's 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 episode details, which we've got loads to talk about. Yeah. I mean, um, so the Holly thing, obviously, we've just touched upon. How, how did you? Did we make, ask you how you felt about it, Dan? Holly. I had so many questions from this episode, and I think probably when I watched it the first time, and I and I suspect that when people watched it the first time they kind of just went with it i think yeah. the, the the Crichton bit was um yeah i think if you've not seen it for you know a year plus then you probably you might not even have noticed the holly bit i think you definitely would and i couldn't remember watching this episode the first time and having that oh holly's changed feeling so i don't know whether whether i did but it was it this time watching it obviously having watched the last episode of season two last week yeah it was like oh i couldn't remember whether they'd explained it given that there was an entire episode in season two about the very prospect of changing holly from holly to Quig as it was you know that was a surprise but parking that because we're clearly not going to get an explanation fine i thought that well i've got the explanation here <laughs> okay i thought she was great yeah we didn't get much of her but, you know, the idea, you know, oh, well, it's not really O2 a pilot, is it? It's Muggins here. You know, I just, yeah. there's a character. It's not it's not Holly's character as, as portrayed by Norman Lovett. It was a different character. We Did you find yourself trying to put his style and words in there? Did you try to imagine him saying it? Because I sort of did. Autopilot engaged? Well, I'll say autopilot. It's not really autopilot, is it? It's me. It's Muggins here who has to do it. I don't think that he would have he would have used quite those words, but there was a there was a common theme. You know, the programming is the same underneath. What time is it? According to all the available data, I would estimate it's round about lunchtime, maybe half one. That that's that's definitely a Norman Lovett Holly uh, sort of response, isn't it? 
but no, I thought that you know, you'd be on a hiding to nothing, I suspect. I, I trying can't. To, trying to ape Norman Lovett, I just don't think it would work and you wouldn't be forgiven. It's not the it's not neighbours. You can't just pretend to be Lucy Robinson. You actually <laughs> have to, uh, oh, to do that. it in your own way. I can't um, get in my head, though, the Lady Holly saying, all right, dudes, I can't kind of, I can't picture that quite no. somehow. Yeah. But, um, well, he was one of the boys, wasn't he? Where yeah. she clearly isn't and won't be and has a different, different. Dynamic. So go on, Matt, you've, um, you perused the, uh, the crawl. I have to say the crawl at the beginning satisfied my sci-fi nerd. I, I very much appreciated that a recap should be presented in crawl form. So I enjoyed that bit, yeah. but no, I didn't, I didn't sit there. And, well, I'll, I'll go through it very quickly then. So, so, so story-wise, we've got what's going on. Three million years in the future, Dave Lister, the last human being alive, discovers he is pregnant after a liaison with his female self in a parallel universe. His pregnancy concludes with the successful delivery of twin boys, Jim and Bexley, because, you know, obviously that was the cliffhanger, wasn't it, from last time? Oh, wait, so that um, happened? Yeah, yeah. However, because the boys were conceived in another universe with different physical laws, they suffer from highly accelerated growth rates and are both 18 years old within three days of being born. In order to save their lives, Lister returns them to the universe of their origin, presumably with the um, Holly Hop drive, I'd imagine, where they are reunited with their father, a woman, and are able to lead comparatively normal lives. Well, as normal as you can be if you've been born in a parallel universe and your father's a woman and your mother's a man and you're 18 year olds three days after your birth. Shortly afterwards, Crichton, the service mechanoid, who had left the ship after being rescued from his own crashed vessel, the Nova 5, is found in pieces after his space bike crashed into an asteroid. <laughs> Lister rebuilds the Noid, but is unable to recapture his former personality. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Meanwhile, Holly, the increasingly erratic computer, performs a head sex change operation on himself. <laughs> he bases his new face on Hilly, a female computer with whom he'd once fallen madly in love. That's brilliant. Saga continuums. Oh, God. That I... literally is just everything. All right, we need to cover this up somehow. Are we going to do it? Right, let's just put a star wars style thing right no, in the we, beginning we can't just... cover it up because we just admitted that we couldn't have been we couldn't be asked to actually slow down the thing and, and <laughs> that watch, watch, well, they watch obviously it, thought it was irrelevant it. but yet they did it but absolutely you know. yeah. but the thing is that explains everything so well done and well done for doing it so there is technically an explanation but the fact is that most people would have just gone oh i can't remember it's too, it's too fast it's probably just a load of nonsense you know there there is um quite a few easter eggs I in love this one that. so of course the idea is them all speaking backwards okay has anyone ever listened to some of the things yeah played yeah. forwards again <laughs> no. i have um uh, the big one is um arthur what's his face um oh what's his name arthur, arthur smith, smith. Arthur Smith doing the uh, coming in. He's going, and he's uh, sad. Wait, 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 because I have the Whatever's. clip right here and Matt hasn't seen it yet. <laughs> you are a stupid, square-headed, bald git, aren't you? I'm pointing at you, I'm pointing at you. But I'm not actually addressing you. I'm addressing the one prat in the country who's bothered to get hold of this recording, turn it round and actually work out the rubbish that I'm saying. What a poor, sad life he's got. Frankly, your act's crap. Anyway, anybody could have done it. I hate a lot of you. Bollocks to you. So, yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Hi, 
Matthew here, dropping in to say there'll be more Easter eggs after the credits at the end of the podcast. Right, so now we've covered Hilly. Um, there's still a couple of other new things to talk about, I think, and I'd like to get all these out of the way before we talk about the episode proper, I suppose. The theme music, you said you, you were confused when it came on. I mean, you were confused last week, so it's becoming a running theme. But <laughs> I, I was sad that the old music had gone, but equally I love the new titles. Matthew, what do you think? I know, I, re- I liked the new titles. It was very. The first thing that stood out to me was um, obviously they played lots of very quick clips of what's to come, and suddenly I went, oh, someone's up to the budget. Exactly. Becky said exactly the same thing. Yeah. It was straight away, like, someone said, right, just give them a ton more money. Because, obviously, you can tell by the way it's been done and the intro, a lot more care and attention had gone into it. I'm guessing the BBC or something at this point had gone, right, this is getting very popular. It's time to now give this show the big bucks. No, well, as we've already mentioned, the production was moved from BBC Manchester to Television Centre, as was. And I know that the BBC Manchester um, studios are not very big. So, um, yeah, I can imagine that they're obviously they were like, well, this has been successful. Let's have it down at the main place, probably. It's definitely yeah. a push. I mean, I, I don't want to say there's more care and attention, definitely more money to enable certain things and possibly more time, I don't know. Yeah, so that, that's, that's a definite change. And it, it's a statement of energy, isn't it, almost, of these new titles. I don't know who made the decision to say, let's get rid of the slow-moving titles, which I thought were lovely, and I love seeing the ship and everything like that. But, yeah, there's a there's a definite urgency about the titles, I think, and yeah. saying this is going to be more action-packed, or at least it feels that way. I did like it, though. I thought there was no problem with it whatsoever. Quite, quite enjoyed it. Yeah, there were some nice uh, snippets and teasers in the, uh, in the, in the credits that straight away say, right, we're going to other places, it's going to be, it is going to be a little bit different. And just on that, on that budget, you know, they built sets that, well, they destroyed. You know, I guess in previous series, if they, if they'd been at that bar or that nightclub, then you would have seen it once. We got exterior shots, we got in the bar, we got on the stage, we got backstage, you know, they, they obviously spent more time and, and, and effort on that because they had those things. But yeah, I, I thought it was all, it was all, all to the good for that. Yeah, it's definitely a trailer in itself, isn't it, the title yeah. sequence? So, yeah, all good on that front. And we obviously have mentioned briefly Crichton. Um, Crichton's back. There's a, there's a bit of a change. It answers all those questions we've had every week. Where's Crichton? <laughs> um, finally, he's here. And spoilers, he is here to stay. Uh. So, so um, what do we think about the inclusion of Crichton? Um, obviously... Uh, I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. I wanted to talk about it then, but I refrained. It's sort of like it, it does enable them to go off in pairs, which is demonstrated straight away in this episode, isn't it? That, that they can be split up two and two. I didn't necessarily feel that was missing from the first um, couple of series, but it, it does seem obvious that they can now be split up to do different things and have someone else to talk to who's not on their watch or whatever. Absolutely. You know. Mm. So so that that's that seems like a. A, um, a sensible, obvious thing to do. Again, what do you guys think? Well, it gives them more flexibility, doesn't it? I mean, and Rimmer says that, you know, one of my favourite sequences in the whole thing is the flying test. Yeah. Um, but, but Rimmer introduces that by saying, you know, this could change everything for me. Again, not mm. about bettering Crichton. This this could really change everything for me. He's just This is just so Crichton can fly him around. Um, but 
and you're right, they go off in pairs. One of my many, many questions, the opening crawl didn't answer them all by any stretch of the imagination uh, from this episode, but one of my many, many questions was why can Holly only go with them? Does that mean that Holly wasn't on Red Dwarf yeah. for three weeks? It, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. But I mean, I, I, I did was wonder actually, that. I was actually confused. Yeah, Holly was with them, but then after Holly explains uh, about the backwards nature of the world, is that the last we hear from her? I don't think we hear from her again. No, because that did run through my mind as well as sort of like, yeah. would she revert back to to Red Dwarf? Yeah, but is yeah, that when right. she's explaining about the Big Bang and then the Big? Yes, yeah, yes, the crunch and all the that. Crunch. Yeah, no, I'm no, surprised it is like... there was a, an entry on that in the um, Children's Illustrated Encyclopedia of Space. If I'm honest, <laughs> I did like the I did like the the flying test layer, the the, the space yeah. highway code, you know, with the the stop the stopping distances and um, four yeah, and a half space years. mirage. That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, there was something silly about it. There was, the but, and, and the, the special effect of the. Um, the time hole was very. It put me in mind of the the film Flash Gordon. Well, and, and uh, it leads to the amazing. I'm, I want to go there now. The the cat was the best thing about this episode for me. <laughs> the cat, but it was again new a massive leap. This is where I've been wanting him to get to in my mind because there's a massive leap for the cat here. He starts off with Lister. He's having a conversation with with Lister. Then we have we have a sort of like one of his best scenes ever i think in red dwarf i'm hoping we get more good ones like it but when they're going to rescue them he has about five or six great lines in a row really can we talk about those go on <laughs> let's lead this into things we really liked about the episode like we usually do shall we yeah it's such a sort of bang 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 of funny stuff one of my favorite all-time lines of red dwarf is they're gone buddy look on the bright side they're gone buddy <laughs> <laughs> Superb, and then they called him goalpost head, and he goes, "I haven't permed my leg hairs." Yes, he? yes. Yeah. Only as an aid to the natural curl. <laughs> and now we're going through an orange whirly. They've got thing the orange space. whirly thing in space. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is what led me onto this bit. And they goes, "Orange with this suit." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is a, in a matter of a, a minute, two minutes. All these great lines from the cat. You know, think, and that's sort of almost more than he's had in a whole series before. <laughs> my my favourite line in the episode was also a cat line. I have to say, go on. Um, it was the it was the chat with uh, with with Lister and the cat at the beginning, oh, right in the opening. Cat, when one of the best scenes ever. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> about, about Wilma Flintstone. Well, I would go with Betty, <laughs> but I'd be thinking of Wilma. <laughs> I mean, but but that is um, again like it's, for me, it's like the dog milk scene from series yeah. two, isn't it? It's a great joke that they then build on and make another great joke with. Yeah. I mean, it's so good. This is crazy. Why are we talking about going to bed with Wilma Flintstone? She'll never leave Fred, and we know it. <laughs> <laughs> so good, so good. That, I mean, that's just so good. And it was it was <laughs> it was kind of. It was played so well. It was kind of downplayed as well. Yeah. It was it was really sort of gentle the way that they did it, but it was hilarious. Matty, uh, have you got a favourite uh, funny moment? No, I think one of my um, I mean the the Flintstone line in the beginning that that made me that made me chuckle quite a bit. Um, again, it was going to be they're gone, buddy. But look, they're gone, buddy. But do you know what I found yeah. quite strange? I thought, and please free to tell me I'm wrong here, as Matt probably will. Um, You're wrong. I'm saying yeah, there. Um, I thought. The cat was very good. I thought in certain scenes he had actually been dialed down a bit. 
Because he's always been very ow and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I think this right. time he felt a lot more, let's say human, a lot more like in control, a bit more mm. dialed down, but still very good. Still had his funny moments, still went out there. But when they said, they're gone, buddy, it was almost like a sincere sort of character coming through. And it's the first time I saw that character coming from the cat. No, definitely. I, I, you're exactly right. I mean, it's just a, a slight better edge to the performance yeah. as there is with Lister as well I think yeah definitely I agree Matt have you said have you said yours yes my Hannah moment of the the episode <laughs> was definitely the lady eating the chocolate eclair and drinking the coffee that I watched about four times because I was I, I loved that bit she really really shoves that that chocolate eclair in because oh, yeah. it comes out of her mouth in like kind of like one sort of in one go. And I thought... Like, at least we wonder how many times... Sorry. You can see when she's chewing her... She's like a hamster. You know, I thought, <laughs> if someone makes her laugh, she's going to shower the place with coffee and, and coffee and eclair. I mean, you've got to wonder how many times they did those. I mean, wonder she did it too small to start with. And then they shove more and it'll look better. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> you kind of think... I, we've all kind of done that when you're a kid, patting around. It's difficult to breathe as well. Is that what I think it is? What do you think it is? An orange whirly thing in space. A slight bugbear of mine, and this will not really mean anything to anybody else, was the misappropriation of Bulgarian. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and the, re the reason for this is that I taught myself to read Cyrillic when I was about 13, 14. And Bulgarian language is Cyrillic, like Russian, like Greek. Uh, they're all different forms of the Cyrillic um, alphabet. And so there is no way what was written there. Obviously, we know Nod Noll, who was the L London backwards. We know that, that, and it was just the fact that um, uh, Lister had misidentified that, and then banging on about. I mean, it, he pretty much misidentified it. Whatever. Yeah, language. absolutely. Is, yes. Is the point. <laughs> I mean, that's that. That's the whole funny thing, isn't it? I mean, the, the change in characters, Matty was talking about. I felt in this episode, Lister was slightly more dim than yes. possibly mm. had been before yeah. um I, i've been interested i'm trying to think if that continues but but um that is definitely a with it the smart party brilliant when uh, that's funny one the, when they think the man's bulgarian and the thanks ski very ski much ski kind of thing uh, uh, yeah another great cat line thanks ski very ski much ski but ski. <laughs> and i thought oh, slight you know um Slight racial stereotype. I wonder if they'd be able to get away with that these days. I mean, it's not. I, I, it's not I think it's the other way around. I think the jokes. I think the jokes on them for being daft. Yeah, yeah. Really, although although it is great in subtitles. I'm sorry, I don't understand you. Are you Bulgarian? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was funny. That was very funny. Oh dear. <laughs> I want to say another line that actually really made me laugh in this one as well was um, when they crashed the ship into the ocean and you could see the fish outside and he turns and says, well, I suppose you're going to fail me for this. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. Well, as Matt's gone to the sort of uh, the couple of bugbears he has, um, there wasn't too much I disliked ultimately about this episode. Just a couple of jokes. The, the star bug controls it being exactly the same and that's why he wouldn't be able to drive it very well. Didn't think that was a great joke. And uh, the old, I'm talking about something and Rimmer doesn't notice it and goes, that's the time hole, you know, that that feels a little bit manufactured yeah. to me. Um, again, I don't know if it's a consequence of seeing this thing so many times, but that felt a little bit obvious. Anyone else got any things that they didn't like so much about? I mean, there wasn't too many for me, but anything else, Dan? 
I was I was left I was left feeling that there were some really good jokes and we talked about some of the sequences, but I just thought that ultimately they it just didn't leave me feeling brilliant. There weren't any there weren't any there were lots of little bits, lots of little questions. Questions with no answers. Why did Starbuck have an inflatable dinghy on it? We'll never know. You could have a rescue craft, surely on I, I, I suppose you could. Um, you know, uh, interesting that Starbug has a uh, has a cloaking device. That seems yeah. to be a level of technology <laughs> that classic uh, classic special effect. That that, that seems to be uh, you know relevant, useful. Useful, but not the level of technology they normally they normally seem to have. But no, th- there was there was very little in there that I didn't like. Um, having said the other week that I wasn't a big fan of the of the sped up footage of cat dancing, I thought. Um, Actually, when they were doing the reverse fight, for example, yes. I, I, that worked. So just just playing with video seemed to work. Although some of it was um, forwards and 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 then reversed, and and some of it I couldn't work out the bit where. Uh, so when they cl- when the uh, when the woman comes to clean the table, yes, the that's forward. That's normal. That is forward, and she tends to be backwards. She, she yeah. empties the yeah. thing onto the t- the rubbish and, under and, the table, and the, and the cigarette butts leap from the table into the into the into the thing. So no, I I thought actually they did they played with the video very well without uh, without it would have been a hell of a lot harder to shoot if they genuinely filmed all of it backwards. Oh absolutely, and and there's more stuff to say about what works backwards and what doesn't work yeah. backwards. There's inconsistencies, of course. Again, it's it's down to hey, this is funny, right? So let's, yeah. let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Completely. I, I I think it worked. I think it worked really well. The the backwards fight scene, I, I found it really entertaining, and and also what Cat did at the end of the the fight scene as well, I thought was hilarious. With the with the stealing all the money from the charity shop and the and <laughs> woman behind the bar kind of giving him a, a, a nod as if to say thank you very much, and I just thought. Yeah, that's great. I like that. I mean, it's, it's funny, isn't it? There's absolutely no need for the cat to steal any money whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wrote down in my notes, he's just doing it because he can. Talking of letdowns, I mean, the biggest letdown for me, I suppose, uh, and maybe this is what left you a little bit cold, Dan, possibly, is the fact that I, I feel as though Rimmer really didn't have any Rimmerisms in it. Yes, he was a little bit pedantic at the beginning with Crichton. Mm. Um, he had the piece at the end of the uh, the bar and brawl. Thank you very much for your support. You know that that part was pretty rimmerish. But apart from that, it didn't feel like our rimmer quite so much. No, no, it was dialed down rimmer. It was quite rimmer light, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, and and I, don't I... don't worry, he certainly comes back. No, I, I was going to say the same. I was going to say that. I'm sure that you know we won't be disappointed in coming episodes. I think this was an interesting choice for the first episode of the series. It was, I think it was filmed third, but I don't think that's relevant to the choice that they made. So why they chose this as the first episode, I think probably because they felt it was a spectacle with the with all the reverse stuff. But I, yeah, like I said before, it's a bit of an anomaly in some ways because of all the backward stuff, which which was funny and fun to watch. But it also missed out some of the red dwarfness, like we like we said, didn't have Holly. Rimmer wasn't there so much. So, so yeah, I felt it was an interesting choice to start the series with. Mm. I thoughts? thought perhaps you could you could you make the case for for there being less Rimmer or less Rimmer in the way that we 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 know and love to hate it. Um, if you were giving more space to to let those characters that have that have developed, Cat, you, you've talked about, and I agree mm. with you, um, and we got to meet new Crichton a bit um but we really didn't get new Holly at all so 
if, if that was why it was a it was a lesser rimmer episode, I don't think they they then used the space uh, as, as as well as they could. But yeah, I, I agree with everything you said about Cat. I thought yeah, I'd agree that that Rimmer was was a little bit downplayed, and and it'd be interesting to see how he develops because you're right. As much as they called themselves the Smart Party, he was being quite dim. Whereas actually, he was he was smart enough. You know, he was smart enough to rebuild Crichton. He's smart enough, despite the fact he's a chicken chicken soup nozzle repairman, to fly spacecraft yeah and yet um he confused backwards london with nodnol uh city regional city in bulgaria and uh, and remembered it from his geography lessons at school which apparently he was good at <laughs> this was when i was first at red dwarf i do not know how many times i've seen this episode i've yeah. lost count so i'm coming at it very unfresh so when, when i'm saying oh it wasn't a good choice for the first in the series this is with 30 years of um hindsight and overplay and stuff like that so matty i mean is what i'm saying do you agree with it or is it sort of like what you're talking about no no i agree with that it's trying to see it like i think from a different perspective so it's in your perspective i can say from mine but no i think you should disagree saying. with him it would be funnier it would be no <laughs> unfortunately as much as i'd say i do agree with him on that can we also just say an, um, another welcome back to um, Tony Hawks in another um, in, another role? It was like friend friend of the show, Tony Hawks. Friend of the show, yeah. You know, it was Take like, your hands apart for Tony Hawks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he sh- yes, he should he should be in the title. Now that's his what third after the kind of the vending machine and the um, from the reality game, the better than yeah. life, the ho- yeah. Yeah, host from that. That's one of the inconsistencies, isn't it? You're still putting your hands together. Yeah. You're mm. still going to start with them apart, put them together, and end them with them apart, aren't you? So. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, let, let's let's do the inconsistencies now. Then let let's because I mean theme of the week, which I like, and Red Wolf has been brilliant for all the themes we talked about. I mean last episode we talked about we got quite deep with the gender stuff and then this one oh stuff goes backwards and it's there's not there's not as much deepness there i don't think although rimmer does go into the going back into one glorious hole and no death and disease until eventually we all become one glorious hole but obviously that's not a reality thing is it so he, he certainly makes the case doesn't he i think when he and Crichton say that they want to stay that's that's earnestly felt um, and they want to, they, you know, they can see all the all the merits. They can be somebody there, and and that has been. Uh, this wasn't the greatest rumor episode, but his his quest is to is to be corporeal again. He wants mm. he wants to be, and here is an opportunity for him to be. Uh, you talk about inconsistencies. We we know that Rimmer uh, we know that Rimmer can't uh, eat. Apparently, Crichton, who's a mechanoid, can. Was, uh, was was something I, I, I read. Obviously, he, he needed to for the joke. I get it completely. But um, there were there were in, in, inconsistencies, but they were all done for a laugh. I think I didn't see many inconsistencies that just jarred and didn't work. They were all played for laughs, and I think that's that's what it's for. Well, exactly, they're all played for laughs. But it's just the odd thing that they all walk forwards. If you nicked a bike, would the bike go backwards or would you pedal it forwards? That confused but me. But he was pedalling it forwards. <laughs> I know they said that, but that's what I'm saying is why would they suddenly do that backwards when they're walking forwards and they do everything forwards? I enjoyed that. I think that was uh, that was sort of you think sort of silent silent movie sort of slapstick in in, in reverse. But that was um, I, I enjoyed that sequence. Oh, it's not that I didn't enjoy it. I'm just it's just 
yeah. stuff that interests me is sort of like, oh, how come that happened? What, what about that then? Mm. You know, obviously we talked off off air about um, the cat's moment at the end. You enjoyed that, didn't you, Matt? I was. I'll be. I'll be perfectly honest, and I wasn't actually going to say this because it makes me sound really stupid. I didn't know what 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 happened. I was like, what's <laughs> what's his problem? And I thought. He's probably gone into the into the bushes because he needed the loo. Okay, so then, and then, yeah, it took me a little moment to realise he's probably had his bowel motion in reverse. Well, there you go. You did realise. Yes, I did realise. But that deposit would have had to have been there somehow before they arrived, so that could happen. So, oh, yeah, that's I, what I, I know we're talking about okay. darkness and. Okay, so the penny's just dropped. Yeah, right oh, here as it? well. Yeah. That, yeah. Did you not know what the end joke was? No, don't, no. Well, I did say yeah. don't ask. No. <laughs> So, so Cat walked into the bushes, looked around for a suitable spot, thought, oh, there's a poo, I'll squat down over that. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Oh. I liked um, Cat and um, Lister's little rap about how smart they are. Another thing, of course, I've just thought of that we haven't actually mentioned that's changed is, is Rimmer's look. Because although we said he didn't do much, he had this new look that was hardly mentioned. Matty, did you like his new uniform? Oh, was that his new uniform, was it? What, like the greeny, bluey thing? Yeah, Captain Emerald, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the term you're going to go with. Um, I didn't know that was every <laughs> uniform. I thought that was some sort of, like, test tester's uniform thing that he put on. No, no, you'll be seeing that. You'll be seeing that oh, again. It, it was basically a Captain Scarlet costume, wasn't it? Totally. Yeah. I knew it reminded me of something. Don't, 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 really. don't, don't, don't. But it is a different look, isn't it? It's, it's um, the uniform from Red Dwarf has gone, and, and like you spotted, Matty, the the whole set of Red Dwarf is different as well. We don't see it much in this episode. No. But we have the bunks at the beginning, and you can see it's totally different. The bunks, yeah, I was going to say that the bunks look completely different. You mm. sort of see a very small part of the room, just those two, and obviously like a TV or something in front of them, but we've never seen before. Um, so yeah, I'll be interested to see what they've actually made it look like now because obviously it is completely different. Maybe it's Holly's old TV that he trundles around him. Um, the one thing we haven't talked about too much is the response to Rimmer and Crichton's plead to stay in the universe is is the bad guys stuff, isn't it? The, the Francis of Assisi and Father Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> the Father Christmas line, I loved that. Oh, Santa Claus, what a bastard! Goes on, steals all the kids' toys. Yeah, I mean it's, it's a good it's a good line. That's um, good. And I wonder how much time they sat there trying to think of bad things because yeah, I think rumours right. I mean, and things do seem to go well, don't they? Really, oh. in a backwards universe. Well, well the are be- there any other? The best thing was the the best mugging they've ever had a guy rolled up to them and forced 50 quid into their pockets yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's, that's actually a joke they used twice isn't it because they, they were reading the newspaper and they had all the a bank robber were, forced them to put money back in the safe and um, he served a, a prison sentence for it two weeks ago two years ago wasn't it? Yeah. that's why I wrote newspaper I knew I, I right. yes I've got <laughs> yes after the Ronald Reagan mask I've put newspaper and yeah. I couldn't remember why. The same with the roll-off deodorant. Uh, Rimmer said, But what jobs are there in a backwards reality for a dead hologram and an android with a head shaped like a novelty condom? Yeah, that, yeah. that really made me laugh. I think that's fertile ground, isn't it? Um, the look of Crichton. <laughs> it, yes, it, 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 uh, it feels like we could, we could come back to that. 
Definitely. I mean, it's also the bonus of introducing a new character to enable some new jokes and interplay, I suppose. Because as we said in Crichton's episode, it felt like they sped through all of Crichton's stuff. But this is why he goes backwards. Now we know that um, now we know that Lister rebuilt him. That's why he's got his protocols in place again, presumably. Yeah. Mm. Dan, did you have anything else you wanted to pull out in this episode? Well, just picking up on that on that bit, you know, the it was interesting to see the relationship between uh, Rimmer and Crichton because obviously when we last saw uh, Crichton, uh, he rebelled against his programming and he, uh, you know, flipped in the bird and, and rode off into the uh, well, it turns out rode off into an asteroid, uh, <laughs> having having uh, having rebelled against um, against Rimmer and rather expertly painted him. Um, with his trousers around his ankles on the toilet, they get on really well. You know, they find themselves in a in a situation. They're not snarky. They're not digging at each other. Um, although at the beginning, Rimmer is, you know, you passing your flying test. They're in deep space, three million years in the future. The only plausible reason to make him do a flying test is because there are jokes in it. And fair play, carry on. Definitely, but it do. is a power trip as well. That is, it is Rimmer. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. But at the same time, he wants he he's going to get something from this. He wants he wants Crichton to be able to fly because it will get him get him around. But maybe that's you know that that's all that's all part of it. But once they're in the backwards world, we need to get a job. We'll work together. Uh, and, and I just I thought that was I thought that was quite nice. And it did give Lister and Rimmer, which we're beginning to see at the end of the last series, the opportunity to sort of hang out together and be the boys. Whether it's you know mooching around the ship, watching the Flintstones. Or indeed, searching, searching for them. So there wasn't anything else I really wanted to pull out. I, I, I made a few. I, I said there were lots of questions to which there are no answers, and that is fine from this episode. Um, hmm. I thought really nice touch when they're in the dressing dressing room. They're wearing dressing gowns. No reason. They just were. I just like that touch. <laughs> Talking of the dressing room, I mean, it's a great moment. It's obvious but brilliant. The knock on the door after. Yes. I, I laughed out loud at that. Yeah. I loved it. It was such a such a nice touch. But yeah, perfect. Um, one thing that sort of I should have maybe spoken to spoken about before when we were talking about the things that maybe didn't didn't necessarily work, but it could also be me missing missing something. When um, Lister and Cat arrive at the planet, and that we have the whole sort of mistaking things for Bulgarian, they do see a picture the picture of the reverse brothers on a tree or something mm-hmm. don't really allude to it or did they allude to it and then the next thing they've actually got the poster and they when they're trying to get the lift off the bloke who thinks that they're bulgarian that they think is bulgarian they've got the they've got the the, the poster and then that's that's where they want to go as they're walking through the forest you can see it on all the trees and i think i, I think lister's got one in his hand he's picked one up already and then they walk past some more right and they're not we want to go here when they when they finally meet the uh, the guy with the truck. Yeah, I I, I can't remember now. Um, I'm I in my head they do talk about it. Did, did you spend time reading the poster backwards? Except for in the big like pink star, yeah, that was like trying to say something like wow, it just went the. Yeah, the sensation reverse brothers. It's also ba- upwards as well, isn't it? Backwards and upwards. It's confusing. Yeah, I, I read it, but I didn't pause it, so I read it, and it was definitely the something dragon was the pub, yeah, red dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And while we're talking about the bar, a little bit of a bonus fact here. Hey, there was a Matt uh, fact. Uh, Matt fact that there was a the cameo from cigarette smoking man 
was Rob Grant. Yes, yeah. Um, and we, right. I've got another bonus fact. But he was Napoleon the, last time. Wasn't he? A fun little bonus fact about this one is with Craig Charles, of course, when he walked backwards out of the lake and then he was completely dry when he got out. Obviously, that was filmed backwards. So they had to weigh down all of his trousers and everything when he went into the lake. Problem is that when he started in the lake, he nearly drowned. And he, he couldn't, couldn't get out again. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't get out. And they had to get, yeah, they had to get emergency workers down there to, to pull him out. Otherwise, he was he would have just drowned. It's one of those inconsistencies, isn't it? Because it's that sort of thing. He would have had to be wet before he went in for the logic to yes. work. He, he would have had to got wetter and wetter. So you think he would have noticed that before he went in. Same as how he had a black eye and stuff like that. But we just kind of brushed Well, the it. black eye suddenly appeared, didn't it? And, and they did address that. Yeah. But that's what I mean. They didn't do it with the, with the wetness. Yeah, whereas the wetness would be gradual, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. so it could be, it depends how long it is. But yeah, and that's what yeah. I liked. I like I liked the sucking the black eye off the face stuff. That was good. Have your tooth back, all that yeah. Yeah. sort of thing. The only, other, the only other joke I wanted to highlight, which made me chortle a little bit, was um, getting out of the taxi and the tip bit. <laughs> Dyke it. <laughs> so, I mean, I felt the same as you, Dan, having sort of like revisited this episode so many times in my life that a lot of the surprises weren't there. Yeah, but I actually really, when I sat down to write my notes, I really enjoyed the bits and pieces that I wrote down. It's quite, quite funny, really. Yeah, but, um, it's like the, the the joke at the end, and and I know Matt talked about it. You know, with the cat, I thought that was yeah, it was a it was a fairly, fairly pedestrian joke, but it was definitely worth doing because Danny John Jaws absolutely nails that look on his face, and you know, don't ask as he gets back on the ship. So they did it well. It just wasn't as it just wasn't as uh, zinger laden. Um, as as I as I recall, but yeah, I, I recall watching it thirty years ago, and I've watched it thirty times in the interval. So um, it's mm. uh, it, it does it, it wasn't as fresh, but I'm really looking forward to more of this new high budget extra characters prepared to go to other places, new set Red Dwarf. Um, well, I'm going to say there's not a bad episode coming up. Don't say that. Don't just... Um, Right, right, I think it's probably been quite a long chat, this one, because of a new series and all the new changes and everything, which I'm sure will crop up again in the next couple of episodes, potentially. But it's been a good chat tonight. Um, Gentlemen, I hope you've enjoyed it. And I hope you've had the opportunity to express all you've wanted to express. With that, shall we we finish today's episode? Matt, this was why the end theme tune plays backwards. What? I don't. I don't think Matty's listened to any of these no, episodes. No, on the episode, the, 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 <laughs> on the on the episodes, our episodes. Oh yes. The, the end theme is backwards. Oh, okay, right, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right then, guys. On that note, we will um, finish and say our goodbyes. So let's let's do the rounds. It's goodbye from me. It's good from me. It's goodbye from me. And I was trying to work out what goodbye was backwards, but I, I might just say Eib. See you later. (laughs) (laughs) With a smart party. I'm going to entertain if you want to lift. 
Kassam! Why are you rubbing bastards? That's our tandem! Hey! Sure. I know this pub. Up in the back. Sorry, I'm English. Are you Bulgarian? Pardon? You bloody bastards! You've unscuffed my sodding pie! Action! <laughs>